0: Welcome back to the Fund Monitor's Meet the Manager series. The Cyan C3G Fund is a concentrated portfolio that invests in Australian shares outside the ASX Top 100. Established in 2014, the fund has outperformed the ASX 200 Accumulation Index to the end of October by 9.45% per annum since inception. I'm joined today by Dean Fergie, Portfolio Manager at Cyan Investment Management. Dean, thanks for joining me. Nice to be here, Damon, thanks. Dean, corporate activity has been pretty strong over the last couple of months. How do you think this will play out through early 2021?
1: Yeah, look, it's been just extraordinary how much activity there's been, both in in terms of placements and also IPOs. The market's had a, a really good run. There's been a lot of investor enthusiasm, a lot of participation, from the big end in terms of institutional funds but also the retail trade has been incredibly active so you've seen the i suppose corporate door or like fundraising door thrown wide open and every company that needs any amount of cash has come to the market with um you know the hands out and people have been pulling cash into their hands so it's kind of like you know there's a saying feed the ducks while they're quacking i mean they have been absolutely going crazy and you know it's continuing on at the moment and will for the rest of this year whether it goes into 2021 i'm not quite sure um most of the companies that seems to have raised reasonable amounts of capital for the next 12 months or so so i i expect that the door's sort of shutting it you know towards the end of this year but um we'll have to reassess it sort of back in um february when reporting season kicks off again
0: Earlier in the month, the RBA reduced the official interest rate to a new record low of uh, 0.1%. How significant do you think this will be for the market?
1: Yeah, look, I, I think that's probably the most significant, I suppose sort of geopolitical or, um, you know, major event that's happened in the last few months, um, you know, not the US election that people have been focusing on, you know, interest rates have been low for a while, but they keep creeping lower and lower and lower, uh, and they're almost at as low as they can go. Um, it's a really, you know, new philosophy for, for Australian investors. I think everyone's always used to getting some return from leaving their money in the bank, and that's more or less non-existent now and what i feel that that's increasingly making investors doing is that they just feel that they have to invest elsewhere they don't like the idea of leaving their money in the bank and not earning anything it's not necessarily a bad thing it's it's extremely defensive and if you can put a thousand bucks in the bank and you have a thousand and two at the end of the year that may be a better result than putting your money in gold or bitcoin but um inherently i just think there's this philosophical view that money should be working for them and that's seeing. i think money flow into equities increasingly aggressively and we're, we're seeing that in the performance of the stock market and the, the economy is no better shape than it was six or twelve months ago but the stock market's broadly up across the board so that's telling you something that there's more demand than supply and from a portfolio point of view, how do you think that low interest
0: rate affects some of the stocks that Cyan invests in?
1: Yeah, look, it's an interesting question. It's I think there's a real dichotomy between being in the really high growth, exciting technology stocks that, that offer or, or presenting historically very hard to justify valuations and then the value stocks that from a performance perspective have kind of been going nowhere but in a low interest rate environment any kind of yield in the you know in the low single digits looks relatively attractive as as i suppose a bond and cash rates go lower and so what we saw when when the rba lowered interest rates again on on melbourne cup day was a real kind of a bit of a resurgence in terms of those value stocks that people just want to get a little bit of income no matter what it is. So it's kind of a, you've got to kind of play it both ways. You need a little bit of these exciting stocks. And I I think now that there's been a bit of a move back such that investors also want to see a little bit of income and yield. And so those traditional kind of um, fundamentally based stocks that are providing profitability and returns uh, are again becoming of interest to investors.
0: There's been a lot of volatility in the market for the last
1: six months. How do
0: you think that volatility plays out over the next, three, say, three to four months?
1: I would like to think that volatility tempers a little bit going forward. I think it's been exacerbated, one, by the inherent kind of macroeconomic shock that's hit the economy because of COVID, the uncertainty, the complete you know really swift change into how people work, how they um, spend their leisure time, where they spend their money, um, their security in respect to income, their spending habits that that's changed really quickly. Um, and investors' view of how that's changed in the market has changed very quickly. So we've seen a hell of a lot of volatility certainly in the retail and the online space. and that's been exacerbated. And, the changes in valuations and on top of that I think you've had a lot of retail investors that have been in the market like just as a bit of a, a, a like a, a for want of a better word, like a plaything. Like it's people haven't been able to punt on a lot of live sport for a while. They've opened up trading accounts. By and large they've actually done incredibly well. You know, we've seen the emerging companies index. It's now 10 or 12% above where it was pre-COVID. So the punters have actually done really well in the market, but I think that's exacerbated the the changes in valuation. Um, When the potential vaccine came out, you know, this week and last, those stocks got, I suppose um, their valuations came back a little bit. And I think that was reflective of the fact that we're going back to a new normal and this momentum and excitement is going to dissipate a little bit. And I'd like to think that the market kind of becomes a little bit more sensible and less volatile. It would be remiss not to talk about the US election, which seems to have
0: consumed most media for the last couple of weeks. Uh, What effect do you think the protracted outcome that we're likely looking at will have on the Australian market?
1: Yeah, look, there's a couple of things. I I think the Aussie market's become a little bit disconnected from the US most recently. There's always this focus, well, what did the Dow do overnight? What did the NASDAQ do? What would that reflect in our market? But but I, I think in the last year or two, you've kind of seen... Again, that that tempered quite a bit. They're not seeing the volatility and moves um, with respect to, I suppose, fundamentals. You know, the US is sort of like our fourth biggest trading partner. It's well behind China, Japan, and and Korea. So fundamentally, it doesn't make a lot of difference. Borders are closed, so tourism is not an issue. You know, it fundamentally, shouldn't make a lot of difference for sentiment. It certainly does, but um, you know, I think um, you know Biden's probably. Good for, I certainly personally feel a lot of calmness having him in office versus Trump. Um, And and I'd say most importantly for the Australian market, Biden's going to have a a more cosy relationship with China. So that for me is the number one issue is trading relations between Western countries and China. And if an incoming US president has a better relationship with China, then I think probably that's going to be better for Australia.
0: I think that might be a sentiment shared by quite a lot of Australia. Dean, thank you for your time today. Good on you. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Damon.